0: Welcome to From the Booth, a podcast where we talk about the films playing at International Cinema at Brigham Young University. I'm Marc Olivier, co-director of International Cinema, and I'm joined today by my colleague Carter Charles. Professor Charles completed his primary education in Haiti, secondary education in French Guiana, and higher education in Bordeaux, France. He's authored several articles, book chapters, and reviews, and a a book titled Tout Savoir Sur La Religion Mormone, All You Need to Know About Mormonism, in 2018. Prior to his hire in the Department of French and Italian, Dr. Charles taught for four years as a faculty in the Department of Church History and Doctrine at BYU. Welcome, Carter.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about a film that I'm very excited that we're showing this semester, Mami Wata written and directed by C.J. Fiery Obasi. And it was a standout at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival where uh, Lily Suarez won the well-deserved special jury prize in World Dramatic Competition for her absolutely stunning cinematography. It's, <clears throat> it's really some of the most beautiful use of black and white that I've seen. And it adds to this enchanted folkloric ambiance of the film that treats i would say films of gender uh themes of gender violence politics perhaps most of all belief manifest in this figure of Mamiwata. so i guess i wanted to start by asking you to maybe explain a little bit about who is Mamiwata.
1: yeah thank you uh, again for uh, having me on the on the podcast and uh for the opportunity to um, Uh, share a little bit uh, about uh, Mami Wata. Uh, So Mami Wata is uh, a a goddess uh, figure uh, in um, pretty much uh, all uh, cultures that uh, have uh, African uh, connections and that still have current African connections, I would say. Um, so, so, so that figure, depending on where you are, uh, with um, you know, uh, in Africa or the, uh, the uh, among uh, diasporic uh, Africans, will take uh, many different forms. But it's just that this important uh, figure, uh, women figure, that has uh, extraordinary powers and that continues to be uh, present, uh, both in the world of the living and uh, in the other world.
0: Hmm. So literally the Wata part of Mami Wata is water, right?
1: Right right. So it's it's a, a, a goddess figure that's uh, related that lives in water. In, in is town. is the it a figure to be feared,
0: venerated? How mm. would you describe sort of the relationship that people have to her?
1: So um, in in the you know the movie opens on with uh, you know a little bit of information about where you find that belief and mm-hmm. that goddess. god is uh, in the Caribbean it is a, a, a figure that is both to be venerated and to be feared um, to be feared especially uh, by uh, male figures uh, hmm. in part because. Um, She has dual powers. On the one hand, she has typical powers attributed to women, that is, powers of seduction uh, in the negative sense. Mm -hmm. And there is a a general fear in Haiti for her uh, equivalent that is called uh, Erzuli, uh, she lives in water. That is, this equivalent can seduce a man and carries a man away under the water, and you're never to be found again.
0: Wow. So, so like if the Little Mermaid were really mean.
1: <laughs> exactly. But then she also has a positive sides mm-hmm. uh, in that um, she, uh, in fact, because I, uh, she is a female figure, she, in fact, empowers women in ways that obviously... Um, Generates and triggers a lot of uh, efforts on the part of women to also, you know, draw to her and connect with her. In yeah, and, and you actually uh, kind of uh, see uh, that it, in the movie. There is gender relations uh, at work, uh, and based on whether uh, you're 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 a woman uh, or not, and whether you believe in that or not. I don't know whether that
0: yeah. was clear. No, it's it absolutely was, and I you know. I'm interested in the way that having this, you know, be a, the fact that Mamiwata is a water goddess that really relates um, to things like birth. And uh, what, it, right. what do you think?
1: Yes. So, you know, water in and of itself to begin mm-hmm. with is uh, very uh, present and not just in, uh, uh, among dia- diasporic peoples, uh, but um, you know, in, as Judeo Christians, we we hold on to this idea that you know, uh, dust thou art, and to dust shall thou return. Right. But in fact, we're not just dust. In fact, and scientifically, you know, we a lot of us is mostly uh, water, and th- there is this uh, overall idea of associated also to man. Mummy water is also can be viewed as the womb the place mm-hmm. where where life begins and you're surrounded uh, by water and as a you as a professor of uh, language mm-hmm. and culture you can tell based on how frequently a word appears in the language and culture of its significance yeah and and, and i thought perhaps uh, to to open this i would share if you're okay with that yeah. a, a yeah. poem that tells of the significance of water both uh, actually, two different poems. In fact, both from "Cradle to Grave," and also in terms of how water is the place where, uh, in some cases, the ancestors, the spirit of the ancestors, uh-huh. also
0: reside. I would love that. Yeah, okay.
1: please. So, so here's this one. Now, this is rough translation of uh, a poem by Senegalese poet Birago Diop, uh, uh, one of the uh, poets of the Negritude movement. Okay. That you translated? Yeah, this is rough translation from me. I I did that very quickly. I actually did not finish the whole thing, but here it is. Okay. Uh, Listen more to things rather than to beings. The voice of fire is heard. Hear the voice of water. Uh, Those who are dead never uh, took their flight. They are in the shadows that light uh, and in the shadows that thicken. The dead are not under the earth. They are in the water that flows. They are in the water that sleeps. Listen more to things rather than to beings. The voice of fire is heard. Hear the voice of water. Hear the hear the winds. Hear in the winds. I'm sorry, the the bush in weeps. It is the breath of the ancestors. Mm. So so that the water and the sound of it also becomes the the the, the, the locus of residence of uh, the ancestors. Mm-hmm. And then a very short uh, one from a, a poem by. Uh, a Haitian uh, writer and poet uh, named uh, Felix Morisot uh, Loa. He he died a long time ago. But I'll just quote, uh, read from this little part because he keeps repeating the the theme of water uh, in the poem uh, a lot. He says, "Water that existed before everything. Water that will remain after everything. Water that baptizes the children." water that washes us at death. This is the idea that water bookends our existence from, uh, in fact, from birth, you know, uh, until uh, the grave. And that belief uh, outside itself, uh, outside of the uh, Mami Wata itself, which mm-hmm. is very important, that belief in water and its significance and its presence as a life-giving power is very present in, uh, among the um, diasporic peoples uh, in haiti and 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 i mentioned also among the senegalese who are themselves african
0: yeah and you know water is so important in the film uh in the beginning in the end um and it's definitely tied up to the type of gender relations that people have in this society right this is a very matriarchal right um society in this village um what, uh, you know, what do you think the film is trying to say about gender relations?
1: So one of the things that I noticed in the film that echoes a lot of the culture that I was, I grew up in, in Haiti and that I saw in French Guiana, that I saw in Guadeloupe is the power of womanhood not only to give birth which is obviously very present there is this idea of the womb right Mm -hmm. and and the water that we talked about but there is just a a general sense that prior to encounter with uh, the west uh, with europeans Mm -hmm. that uh, women wielded uh, um, a lot of power and that this continues. For instance, in, in Guadeloupe, they, they still have the equivalent of mamiwata that is called mamadlo in French. Mm, wow, mother water. Um, you also have not that I want to lead this too much into voodoo because that will take us into a long conversation. But in voodoo uh, in Haiti, um, you actually women can be voodoo priestesses just like men can be voodoo priests, and they are not considered as less powerful, Hmm. in fact. Um, So so that's one way they are uh, empowered within that traditional religion. And then there's just the general sense that if you want to uh, transmit values, culture Mm -hmm. to children, more often than not, in the Caribbean, you will see that It's connected to um, women. Women are understood to be what is called in in Creole, "potomitan," Mm. the central pillar of uh, the culture and of of the society. And you remove that, then there is no transmission. And in fact, the the society collapses.
0: Wow. And, you know, so you really do have in this film, a society in crisis. Um, You have these uh, two women uh, that... Well, the, the, there's the mother, Mama Effe, I think, right. right in it, and her. Uh, there, there's Zinwe and Priska. These, I think, Zinwe is the reluctant future. They, they call her an intermediary, right? So, so,
1: you see in the in the movie a, a society that is in crisis that also has questions regarding the, uh, the the role and the identity, and also you see a belief evolving. As the belief is evolving, um, there are questions as to the ability of Mami Wacha to intervene into the world, uh, mm-hmm. in the world of, uh, of the living. And, 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 and I think in, in some ways that tells, you know, about pretty much any society, even though the, the belief is still there, people come and find that. And since they haven't experienced it, mm-hmm. they're like, OK, what does this mean to me? Is it really true? Is it really applicable? Is there any potency uh, in that kind of uh, belief? And and true enough, there are legitimate reasons also to ask these questions because you see that F's power powers are taking a, a, a direction where she is less and less powerful into the world. But mm-hmm. that is also... Trans, uh, transmission at work her powers are not the, it doesn't mean that mommy Water is not there anymore it's just that the powers are moving from one generation to another that's, that's the way oh, I okay. see it oh,
0: alright so her d- diminishing powers are because the next intermediary right. as, they, as they call right. her is supposed to but she's the reluctant intermediary right? right and there's this conversation where you know she's asked do you believe what do you believe
1: and, and and unless you you believe, then then it's difficult for for that power to to be active with you because you don't give it you don't give it any value, right? Mm-hmm. And um, again, these things are uh, very common um, questions. Uh, in fact, within uh, African traditions and outside, uh, how do belief? Um, how does belief works, right? Mm -hmm. How do you transmit it from one generation to another? Um, To what extent, in fact, do we, those who are uh, the recipients of certain beliefs transmitted to us, do do we let those beliefs to continue to operate uh, with us or not?
0: Yeah. And, you know, like the poem that you read, the first one, right. where it said to listen to things. Right. Right. Um, I think there's the scene on the beach where she talks about what she believes in. And she says, you know, I believe in the ocean. I believe in the sand. I believe in, you know, th- these things. Right. Yeah. How does that relate to, you would say, that the broader feeling of... Like the spirituality of believing in things, right?
1: So so we are also, uh, as rightly uh, captured in this movie and also in this poem, we are in animist cultures. Mm -hmm. Animist cultures um, are cultures that are that believe uh, in um, a world that is enchanted, Mm -hmm. and that enchantment takes the form of spirits. In this particular case, Mamiwata uh, living in the waters and ruling over the waters and in the waters, and but that belief can also be placed in in things, right? Mm-hmm. And so much so that what we catch, what we get in this poem, and what we also see in this movie is that as people are not necessarily always reliable, mm-hmm. where we need to uh, actually find. The true power of the transcendence is actually in those things, in the water, in the sand, in the ocean, in the trees. Mm -hmm. In fact, again, those things are uh, pretty common um, in um, the, the, the Caribbean. Human beings are not always reliable. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to go back to the source of where that belief resides. And in the case of mommy water, go to the waters, go to the ocean and, mm. and start believing in her again. Then the the power will become operative again.
0: Right. And now contrasting with that, you have this group of men that come to represent a threat. Right. And what they say is, you know, this... Um, it's not working for you. If you let us rule, then we'll give you technology, new roads, schools. Which, of course, they don't. They don't provide.
1: No, no, they 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 actually uh, went and got all the money. Now, now, you know, when you're watching the movie, this is this is uh, pretty common. It's it's typical uh, gender representations. They, uh, but at the same time, again, what what are you seeing here is that. As, in fact, they are themselves not reliable. Mm-hmm. But as humans grow and question certain beliefs, right? You create a, 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 an empty space, a vacuum mm-hmm. that somehow someone is going to to want to, to exploit. And it is actually at this particular moment, even though some still hold on to, to the belief that... It is at this particular moment that they become, in fact, more uh, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when men um, from different. It seems to me that at some point in the movie that there is a man come, who comes from a different place. Yeah. Right. Which represents right the outsider coming and also exploiting the vulnerabilities also inside. Right. To uh, then weaken the society and serve their own personal uh, interest. Yeah.
0: Right. They end up using all the money that they gather from the villagers to buy guns, to buy guns. And so subjugate
1: the people even more. Yeah.
0: And so you have this feeling that there, there's also a white Western man. Who's the, the supplier of these weapons. Right. Right. So you do kind of feel this, this creeping influence of a Western introduction of modern violent warfare through guns, for example.
1: Right, right. And, and this is obviously, um, you know, a glimpse to, uh, you know, c- colonialism, the, 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 the outside influences that are brought to a society that is already uh, in tension. That is uh, questioning its own role, its uh, its uh, its own identity, at least with people within it, and uh, indeed, these people they ended up buying those weapons. But then it also speaks to to what is potent in a society Hmm. again. um, Not that we want to, you know. Say everything because we still need to, right. to leave some surprise. We'll try and avoid
0: some the major spoiler. At right, last. right,
1: but yeah. but th- th- there are significant dynamics at work to show that there there might be a way mm-hmm. for uh, the people to preserve uh, at least some of their initial identity, some of their uh, initial beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that at least those beliefs they they might become dormant, but they can come back to, you know, the kind of potency that existed uh, before uh, in the society.
0: Yeah. And I really do see this as um, both a collective crisis of faith and, right. a, and a kind of re-emerging faith, as well as like the individual journey to uh, to a position of power within the group that right. goes from sort of the reluctant, the reluctant hero, I guess. Right, um, right.
1: You know, um, sometimes... There, there. Are, I'm seeing, you know, traditional patterns. For instance, with um, what exists uh, in in the Caribbean, or what you see uh, in terms of identity. With, for instance, I mentioned the Negritude movement to mm-hmm. which uh, Birago uh, belonged, right? And then you have a succeeding generation that comes and says, "Well, yeah, you've. Uh, w- we don't fully believe in this, mm-hmm. or uh, if we do, we're we're not comfortable with the way you've." Uh, embraced it. And so we're going to, to bring uh, something new. For instance, uh, uh, Negritude, that was succeeded by a movement called uh, Creolite. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the challenges uh, that they uh, raised to the Negritude movement was that, you know, the founders, Emile Césaire and uh, Cédar Senghor and uh, Leon Gontran Damas, that they embraced a, a form of you know, um, negritude, a form of African identity that um, the propounders of créolité were not uh, comfortable with, and so they decided that well, with with that, you use the French language, you use the the French. Well, I don't fully agree with them on that, but they, and they went on to say whatever happened, for instance, to our beliefs in mamandlo,
0: mm. Mamiwata. Yeah,
1: so they they want to. Re- Go back to that initial belief, but then you can also have uh, tensions as, again, these generations evolve uh, as to how do we own prior initial beliefs in, in our right. culture and, this... and at the same time in, in a changing world.
0: And yeah. and exactly and I just for for our listeners who might not know about Len Agli too this is a movement around 1935 uh, right. Right, founded by um, like you said uh, several you know students right at the time right. um, and who are trying to celebrate it, in the midst of colonization right. um, yeah what it means to be black and um, and also what it means to endure the state of being a colonial subject right right so yeah I think that. That's really relevant when it, when you're talking about this film because you see that influence. It's just on the periphery, but you see this this in the figure of that one white man. Right. I feel like you feel that that kind of violence, but then also in society with with Western ideas and schools and um. Right. So you know,
1: so so I I think the, the the movie shows it really well. It it doesn't suggest that you know this white figure brought violence violence obviously preceded and existed but he brings something that makes the violence more formidable Mm. that is this technology that they didn't have yeah right and that is going to change the the power relations in fact it's interesting that the men in fact they need that really to assert the kind of uh, power and authority that they think might be able to help them compete with the power that Mamiwata owns and that exists in the environment, in, in the waters.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. So it's kind of the equalizing force. Right, right. Force. Yeah. Well, so they think. Yeah, they think. Yeah, and we can't give any, um, you know, well, we could, but uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that in terms of um, not giving spoilers. But I think that um, the... Those issues do really stand out, and that as our listeners hopefully um, watch this movie, then they'll see this um, this struggle of faith, this struggle of technology, this struggle of um, gender relations, and trying to find a way to integrate kind of current beliefs with maybe with modernity. traditions. Yeah. yeah,
1: how how yeah how to keep beliefs, traditions, and uh, still inhabit a world that is more and more diverse and more and more and more modern. Right.
0: Excellent. Okay. Well, I think we'll leave that at there, but I want to, before we end today, I want to go into a few just fun lighten things up with some rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. Um, first, what's the first movie you remember seeing in a theater?
1: Oh, well, you know, growing up, uh, in Haiti, um, uh, in rural Haiti, in fact, I did not have a lot of opportunities. In fact, zero opportunities to go to uh, uh, to, to see a movie in a theater. Uh, I think the first one that I saw, I was already like well into my uh, teenage years. If I remember well, uh, it was uh, True Lies. It's a movie with oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The, the,
0: like Spies. And, right, yeah, right, yeah. Jamie Lee and,
1: Curtis, I think. And right? that was in uh, French Guiana. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, Okay. Um, What's a food that you wish theaters would serve as a movie snack that they don't?
1: So I would love to see what in Haiti we called banan pizzi. What is that? Okay. So it's squeezed bananas Uh that you deep fry. Yum. If not banan pesé, I would love to see something that is cooked the same way, but it's sweet potatoes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. We
1: love things deep fried and uh, we love things that have, um, you know, that are locally grown and things like that, Uh obviously, because we're not too much into modernity, which also has advantages to, to it.
0: Yeah, if only we could have a, in a, an international court. cinema food court along with our showings, right? <laughs> and, and, a dream. and
1: perhaps yes, we'd put it as that's easy to do. It's yeah. real quick and it's sweet and. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, get on that, somebody. All right, now my um, four rapid fire choices. You have okay. Mm-hmm. Say you had to choose only black and white films or color films. Which do you choose?
1: Oh, I think I've. Have- been immersed in modernity too much that when i think about films if they're professors films then black and white is fine uh-huh. uh, but if they're films for fun i would go you color. want color yeah
0: okay um how about genre western or horror what do you choose oh.
1: i think i grew up Afraid of a uh, horror, we grew up in a culture where we believe in zombie, the Hollywoodian sense of the word, not uh-huh. the Haitian or voodoo sense of the word. Uh huh. So, anything that's horror actually does, yeah. in fact, like, horrify.
0: <laughs> <laughs> these are two polarizing genres which I threw out at you. So, Western, I take it, Team I'm Western. Sorry, okay, <laughs> documentary or romance.
1: you know as i've gotten older and because of my profession i think i would go more documentary because of historical research behind it not that there isn't in romance but i think i suffered a lot when i prepared to become a professor of uh, english as a second language in french yeah in france reading Novels. (laughs) Novels.
0: And- <laughs> I'm I'm team documentary too. Love yeah. it. Okay, last question: reading on it on an airplane or watching movies on an airplane? Oh. Say you were on a flight and you could only choose one. I'll read. Read
1: yes. <laughs> with the
0: job. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we have literary degrees, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, that is great. Thank you so much, Carter. This was <clears throat> this was a delight. um Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you for uh, having me on. Thank you again.
0: And thank you for joining us today on From the Booth. This podcast is produced by the International Cinema Program at BYU and supported by the BYU College of Humanities. We are solely responsible for the opinions and ideas expressed here, as they do not represent any official position adopted by the university or its supporting institutions. We thank our sound engineer Hayden Underwood and Johnny Stallings who composed our podcast soundtrack. Look for us on Instagram at byu underscore ic or on our website ic.byu.edu. In the meantime, keep seeing great international movies.